Schmoly, I'm back. <laughs> What's going on, Broco Nut? It's your boy Jerry, the TR Expert Washington, here at Gentle Fitness Company Studio. It is Monday. It's a maniacal, menacing, motivated, and magnificent Monday. This is episode number 479. I knew I was going to mess up that number, but it is 479, and I am back. Did you miss me? I've been gone for a whole month. <laughs> I was going to be gone for like a few days. Actually, I said I was going to be gone for an in, indefinite, undetermined amount of time. I hope, that you, <laughs> I hope that you are still subscribed. I hope that you didn't lose faith in me. But I had a million things going on here, like COVID, right? So yeah, we've been, there's been some things going on here, some new developments. I got myself a little bike desk now so I can keep myself active when I'm you know, I'm actually pedaling right now as I record this. This is kind of cool. <laughs> I'm burning calories while I'm talking to you, so it's good. And sipping on water. Yum. Yeah. <laughs> feeling healthy and refreshed. Yeah, I'm feeling good. Not going to lie, it actually took a, it took me a little time to get back to it because, like I said, it just had a million things going on. But all good things, all good things. Nothing bad, just just working on the business, you know, and I just couldn't get back to it in the way I wanted to get back to it. So here I am and I'm uh, recording this episode for you. This is actually one that I recorded a while, while back, not a while, while back, but shortly after I uh, had my hiatus, I decided I was going to record a few episodes. So I got some episodes on the back burner, believe it or not. So needless to say, uh, I got some stuff that's out there that's been sitting out there since like late September. So uh, this one, this particular episode, actually, I knew I was, it was going to be the first episode back. I didn't know how I was going to do it. So it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of, I don't know, it is what it is. I thought it was a good episode. I re After editing, <laughs> doing a little bit of editing, I thought it was a good episode. But this one is, um, I, th I was thinking about, you know, me coming back and like things going on and going down and um, it's a two-part episode. Actually, it was going to be an origin story episode that was like an hour long. And I was like, nah, nah, <laughs> I'm not going to go a whole hour for one episode. I could, I did, but I won't. Not on this one. So we're going to split it up into two episodes. 479 and 480 will be the same episode, but it is about almost two different topics, you know? It's weird how it works out that way, but it's almost about two different topics. This particular episode I'm going to be talking about how it's better to be lucky than good. Yeah, I, I was talking to a lot of people about that. It was something that I was thinking about. And, you know, I just wanted to go into a little bit of the origin story at first and give you a little bit about what it's about to be lucky as opposed to being good or both, because really that's what happened to me. And I wanted to talk about how I became lucky basically by doing what I need to do. <laughs> I know it's really vague, but I think we can uh, really understand what I mean when we actually listen to the episode. So yeah, I really, really, really just want you to know, just, you know, before we even get into this episode, that, you know, uh, it was, I mean, I'm not, I, I'm thinking about it now, like, you know, after I just listened back to it after like me and me having not hearing it for a week, but I was a little emotional, just a little bit, nothing too crazy, but I was a little emotional thinking about, you know, kind of where I've been and how, how I, you know, how this has come about after three years and we're still, we're going into year four now. 
And, you know, I mean, there were some times where I don't know if you could, I don't think I was tearing up, but you could hear I was a little emotional and you could hear that it was just something that, you know, this is, it means a lot to me, you know, it's like something I started, you know, in my mind, I started it 10 years ago, but really, you know, officially we started it three years ago, but there's a lot of iterations of this before it became what it is, before I, uh, you know, before I'm officially sitting in my office on my bike desk, <laughs> there's a lot of, a lot of cold nights, a lot of lonely nights, and I'm not saying lonely in that sense of like, you know, not somebody to cuddle up with, but like lonely is in the sense of like, yeah, I didn't know what to do, man. <laughs> I really didn't know what to do. Uh, I, I just felt like, you know, I didn't, nobody understood what I was trying to do. And I didn't even understand what I was trying to do. So, you, you know, I, I think about this now in the context of have my, uh, this is going to be a long intro, apparently. It's going to be just a long episode. I'm sorry. But it is what it is. You get to know a little bit more, more about me. What, what can I say? So, uh, yeah, you know, uh, I mean, I think about this in the context of my sister. She's trying to make it. In, in her own way, you know, uh, she's been living with me for a year and some change now. And luckily she kind of came about during this COVID situation because she was gonna be living with my, with my mom, you know, but she came around, she actually, we actually figured this the whole thing out like, you know, six months before COVID hit. She was hanging out, uh, you know, doing her thing and then COVID hit and then, you know, she had some some situations where she was trying to really get back on her feet and just didn't work. I mean, luckily, you know, she was with her brother and I, I, I mean, not to say my mom couldn't help her out because she was not too far from my mom, but she was just trying to look good, look to be a little bit more independent. I, I'm, I have to say I'm proud of her, uh, but I'm just thinking about this in the context of like where she is right now, where I was. There was a time where like I didn't have anybody that believed in me, really, you know, I mean, I mean, they really thought a lot of people thought I was crazy. A lot of things, like, even more people thought I was weird. And, um, you know, people still think I'm crazy. Still people think I'm weird. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, I've, I've endeared myself to a lot of people and a lot of people understand, uh, even though I am weird, that there is a method behind this, this madness. There's a little bit of a, uh, of a, of a philosophy, or I should say a lot bit of a philosophy, because that's what really guides me to be happy every day. And, you know, people ask me all the time, Hi, why am I so happy? And it's, you know, really my principal philosophy of just really being appreciative and happy about everything uh, that comes to life. Now, I'm not saying that I'm always happy. No, that's not true. Uh, sometimes I can be really pissed off and in bad moods, and I get in my little swings too, you know what I'm saying? I'm human. I I'm a human being, but at the end of the day, you know, like, I would say that, you know, it's not a comparison or it's not a contest or anything like that, but I would just say that in, in comparison to your average person, uh, I probably would be uh, a little bit more happier with a, <laughs> probably a lot less resources. So, and you know, I'm not the happiest person on the planet, but I do, do know a lot of happy people and a lot of them don't have a lot of resources. And those people, you know, I follow every, sing every single thing they do, you know, <laughs> but at the same time, I also try to follow those people that do have a lot of resources because they have the information on how to get more resources. So at the end of the day, you, uh, I think I said this uh, somewhere in this episode, if not this one, the second half, which is going to air tomorrow, but I said, um, you know, whatever you want to be, uh, you just got to think about what the people are around you that are doing it. And even if they aren't particularly friends or personal associates of yours, you can still study because we have the internet. You can study what they're doing and you can pick apart what they're doing and make it happen in your life. And that's what I do, you know? I mean, I have a lot of people in my life that are happy that don't have a ton of money. I have quite a few people in my life that, that you know, are happy with, with money. 
you know, but I want to know how to be happy and not have to have not have to worry about money or not be concerned about money and also be happy uh, just living in general. You know, like it'd be good to, to be happy because I've earned my way through life and it'd also be good to be happy just because, damn it, I'm happy to be alive. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think I got the, the ladder pretty much down. So it's time to go make some money. No, but anyways, <laughs> this is the longest intro ever. It's like 10 minute intro, but I'm happy to be back. What can I say? So I'm, I'm happy that you're listening. I really do hope that you share this episode or share this podcast in general with friends and people that you just want to hear, uh, that you want to hear this because, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not bullshitting you. I'm not doing this for a ton of fans, although, you know, it would be nice to have a ton of fans. I mean, I'm just lingering around 60 70 people yeah well my last one had like 74 plays so i'd say I probably have 50 to 60 people listening to this so it is what it is you know i really do appreciate you and just like i said just let's keep this going because i started off with like two people for a real long time so <laughs> i appreciate everybody don't forget to leave a rating a review uh what else is there i said to share it Oh, and subscribe. Yeah, you should definitely subscribe. You got to subscribe, you know, because uh, at the end of the day, sometimes I take month-long hiatuses. I'll tell you that I'm going to be gone, but, you know, sometimes I won't tell you when I'm coming back. <laughs> so subscribe so, you know, you can be like, uh, have that little surprise because I like that. When I have somebody that might be on vacation, you know, I listen to some podcasts. Not none are as good as mine, of course. <laughs> but no, for real, uh, I listen to a couple podcasts, and there's some people that go on vacations, go on breaks, and stuff like that. And I really do like to uh, see when they come back. You know, I'm like, I get the notification, so and so has their uh, next episode up to date, and I'm like, oh yeah, all right, let's see what they got. You know, and sometimes it's it's sometimes it's something that I listen to right away, and sometimes it takes me a couple days, but. I love to see those things. So if you love to uh, get those little notifications of, uh, of you know, what your friends are up to or your, your, your people that you care, care, care about, that's my Jamaican accent coming up, man. <laughs> well, I was Jamaican, you know. Anyways, uh, yeah, share it, subscribe. And what is that last one? Oh, yeah. And um, leave a rating or review. All right. Let's get this episode underway. Episode number 479, the first half. Well, actually, we're going to call the second one a different, a completely different thing. But the first half of a two-part two mini-series <laughs> of the origin story. But this one, we're going to call, It's Better to Be Lucky Than Good. All right, see, hey, I'm back, kind of, sort of, a little bit. You know, I don't know. We'll see what the, how this uh, whole episode turns out. <laughs> so it is Tuesday, and it's almost, you know, it's my birthday coming up soon. I've been kind of, like, quiet about it this year because, well, I don't know. You know, it's like, you know, you know I guess to kind of date this, it's, you got COVID going on. I get, you know, so it's like, I don't know. I can't have anybody at a birthday party. Most of my friends are kind of like, you know, they're wrapped up and doing their own thing. And, you know, I'm kind of doing my own thing, you know, so it's like kind of be kind of a quiet birthday, I feel. Maybe I might go out with a friend or two, but it's going to be kind of a quiet birthday. So it's like, yeah, I don't 
know. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, listen, I wanted to talk about this today. I, I've been thinking about, you know, how life happens sometimes. I was actually watching, uh, I was watching an interview. I've been watching interviews lately, just like kind of, it's my way of getting biographies because I don't like to read that much. They make me too sleepy and I got a lot of things to do. So a lot of times I just consume, uh, you know, audio books. But mostly I actually like to watch the interviews because I like to watch the people uh, like actually talk, you know, whatever experience they went through. I actually like to see them. Obviously, you know, you can't do that all the time with everybody. You know, people like Abraham Lincoln, Martin Luther King and stuff like that. Sometimes you just got to read the book to really get a perspective, get the best perspective you can on their lives. But if I can, you know, and when, when possible, I try to uh, watch the uh, documentaries, uh, or not documentaries, but actual interviews, you know, and documentaries too. I like documentaries, but yeah, I really do like to watch the interviews because you really get a feel for who that individual is. So I was watching this interview with this uh, gentleman who I can't remember his name and I wish I uh, remember his name. I was just watching it and I was like, oh, that's a, that, that guy's kind of got my philosophy in life. So he was a, a fight. He was, I don't think he is. He's a fighter pilot for uh, Top Gun. Like, yeah, Top Gun's a real place, by the way, just in case you didn't know that. I didn't know that. I thought it was just a movie, but it's a real place. But apparently he said that like any, all the stuff that they depicted in all the versions of Top Gun are all not correct. So uh, he said they fly planes. That's the only similarity. But anyways, uh, he, said in, he said in his interview a few times, and this guy, you know, he was a, a top fighter pilot. But the thing that made him special the thing that kind of set him apart from all his fighter pilots is he was the guy that pretty much has the most evidence of UFOs. He actually witnessed, he encountered an unidentified flying object that really had technology that we've never seen before on this planet, like let alone in this country. So he pretty much, you know, the, it's been verified by other sources. He was not alone, like there was other fighter pilots that saw pretty much the same thing and they witnessed actually trying to catch this this fighter pilot they weren't just interacting with it but they were trying to catch it and yeah it was it didn't happen obviously but it was like the for you it's the only uh living person the only interaction we have that we that's provable provable that we've had we've had you know some kind of contact with some kind of unidentified fly maybe it's not an alien but maybe it is but anyways uh, the guy repeated this over and over again in this, and it really was interesting because I, I've been known to say this quite a few times, and I'm going to give you a little bit of origin story here today because, you know, we're starting back up on the odd podcast, and why not give you a uh, little origin story here again, you know, give you a little bit of background on how this came to be and why I think, like this gentleman, I can't remember his name, I wish I remember his name, but you can Google it. Now, this guy that is the you know he, he like I said he was the only individual that has verifiable uh, sources in catching or uh, at least interacting with the UFO. So, anyways, uh, what was I gonna say? <laughs> oh yeah, so yeah, it's better to be lucky than good. Yeah, this gentleman was always talking about how it's better to be lucky than good. He got into the the uh, Air Force or he got into uh, be a marine and from there he got they suggested him to be in the top gun and from there he did a few things and he ran a few mission missions and he was good at what he did and again he said it's better sometimes better be lucky than good because he ended up being in that mission 
that saw the that you know had the interaction with the UFO, and he, you know he just like I said he had mentioned that a few times in a few different episodes in his life, and like I said I thought about that in the context of, well you know, that's kind of how I was with uh <laughs> with General Fitness Company you know actually uh, beforehand though it, I, I think about it now like you know this is 2020. I started this officially in 2017. I think about you know how we've we've steadily grown every year. Uh, we did take a little bit of a, of a hit during COVID, but we're, we're we're back. And I just think about like, wow, it is really better to be lucky than good. But what does that really mean? Because I really think that you know, and this pretty much can sum it all up, that it's better to be lucky than good. But to be lucky. You have to put yourself in that position to be lucky. Like you have to be, you know, you don't just out of the blue become lucky because the thing is that like sometimes it is good good to be lucky, right? Sometimes it's good to be lucky because that's how you get the opportunity to get get access to where you want to be. But at the same time, if you're not good, if you're just lucky, well, then you're just a lottery winner, right? And no offense to lottery winners, but you honestly, (laughs) you know, if you are a lottery winner, you didn't do anything to earn what you got. You know, you just happen to be lucky. But at the same time, it's good to be lucky. You get the opportunity. But you have to be good to maintain that. You have to maintain that status, you know? Like, otherwise, you're just lucky. You're just a lottery winner. You're just somebody that played the game right for the time being. But at the end of the day, you know, cream rises to the top, as they say, you know, or your skills are just eventually going to expose what you really are, expose you for what you really are. And if you're, you know, as they say, a fool and his money will soon depart, you know, and uh, there's a reason for that because, you know, you can be lucky. It happens to everybody. Well, and maybe it doesn't happen to everybody, but it can happen to everybody. It's a possibility, not a probability, but it's a possibility that it can ha- that you can be lucky too. But to maintain that, that opportunity, to maintain the value of that opportunity, you still have to have the skills. So in a way, yeah, it's good to be lucky, better to be lucky than good. But I think, you know, one sense we're missing the fact that even if you are lucky, if you're not good, you're not going to be going anywhere with that luck. You might have some temporary happiness, but eventually you're going to be back into that homeostasis of where you were before because you didn't, you know, you just, you are where you are in a way that's like destiny, you know, in a way, right? I mean, we just know that internally, we know that certain people have a certain level of potential, right? We all kind of know that. Yeah, we just know that. And like, for instance, somebody that's five foot eight, right? And runs and runs a mile in seven minutes, right? And I don't know, can bench press maybe 100 pounds. That's not going to be somebody you're going to be saying is going to be playing in the NBA or the NFL for that matter or any sport, really. Maybe bowling or maybe golf. But for the most part, those people, those type of people, no offense if you are that person, but those type of people are not necessarily those people that are going to have the potential to be a professional athlete. And that's what I'm saying here is that we have to understand 
on one hand that we do have like you know we have this the ability to be lucky we have the ability to achieve something based on pure luck but to 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 maintain that level of achievement you have to work up to that level of where you are you know if you're going to be a lottery winner and you're going to be a millionaire you got to do what millionaires do right you know otherwise you're going to be not a millionaire for long you know unless you're doing what billionaires do <laughs> and then hopefully you're doing you're making billions but listen that's that's really the key here is that you know it's that's well that's part that's part of it that's only one half of it right that's only one half. I wanted to say that's the key, but that's only one half of it. It's how, how you maintain it. That's one part. But the other part is how you even get there in the first place. You know, like to be lucky, you have to have some instances where you've tried and you haven't quite succeeded. And that's kind of where I want to get into my my little origin story here. You know, so back in the day, I mean, I'm just getting back into this, but so I might be a little rusty in my storytelling, but you know, when I first started training, I, I was at a, a personal training studio and it was a good place. It was, a, I learned a lot, you know, it was probably one of the, I would recommend anybody at, and I, you can't go back there the way it was, just the way it was, was just the opportune time. I, again, to be, it's better to be lucky than good. And I was lucky in that sense that I had link, linked up with those guys. But to even go back, I was lucky in that sense to be linked up with those guys, but I was good beforehand because the person that linked me up with those guys happened to run against me. He's my competition multiple on multiple occasions in the national championships, in the NCAA national championships. And I just so happened to randomly run, bump into him when I moved here. And we became friends. And he tell, told me one day that we should be personal trainers. So again, like it's kind of one of those things. It's better to be lucky than good. But at the same time, my skill in a certain aspect, maybe not in that particular moment, but it brought me to meet this person who had, I had met beforehand and it brought me to where I am today. Had I played, had I been a tennis player or had I been on the volleyball team or had I been an English lit major that never really <laughs> played sports, I wouldn't have met this, uh, my friend uh, who, who's got me into personal training and I would have probably never been a personal trainer. So it's better to be lucky than good, but at the same time, you got to put yourself in those situations to actually make that happen. You know, and who knows, like maybe I'd be even happier doing whatever I would be doing because I wouldn't be a personal trainer. But who knows? I'm really happy where I, where I am right now. So I wouldn't couldn't imagine doing anything else. But it all became it all came about because I was pursuing something that I loved. So, again, to kind of uh, fast forward here. So I learned how to personal I learned how to become a personal trainer in that per, in that personal training studio. By the way, uh, on the next episode, I'll be having uh, the person that actually taught me, that certified me in personal training. And we're gonna, we, have a, we have an interview. So a General Fitness Company cast is coming back. Again, I've been trying to thinking, I've been thinking about splitting it up. So uh, we have an interview in the pocket. So maybe that's what's going to happen sometime in the near future. 
and I'll have you have to go over there and, and if you want to check it out, maybe I'll have excerpts here or whatnot, and then you can go over there to check out the full full interview. But anyways, uh, so I learned how to personal train. It didn't work out at that place for one reason or another. Just, just did, we had conflicts of, of interest or whatnot. And I went on to a big box gym. I went to LA Fitness. It wasn't the greatest place in the world, uh, but it taught me a lot. It really did teach me, teach me a lot about where I wanted to be in, with personal training. I mean, I have to thank LA Fitness because of, you know, I mean, I can't say, I don't want to say anything bad about them, but I don't want to say that, um, I don't want to, I don't want to say that I wanted to uh, completely uh, have that as my career. So let's put that, let's put it that way. And, you know, they, they just, they run a business, right? They're, they're making a lot of money, even with their personal training. Uh, so I don't want to, you know, I don't want to say anything bad about that because they're doing something and it's working. So, uh, but it didn't work out. It didn't work for me. So one of my, one of my clients there happened to be a, a member at the gym that I was, uh, that I, uh, was at previous to this. And, you know, she said that you know, I, she thinks I would be a good trainer there. And, uh, you know, lo and behold, I was, you know, and uh, the thing is about that place, what I really liked about it is because, you know, it was more than just a big box gym. And I'll talk about that uh, more in that interview that I told you uh, that I have for with the guy that certified me, Joe Cannon. Uh, but it it was more than just like a basic gym. You know, the personal training was a lot more. Uh, it was a, it, it wasn't more it wasn't as salesy as you would normally see uh, personal training. Uh, our gyms with personal training. You know, a lot of places you go over there and the personal trainers are hot, hot, harassing you. You know, they're, you know, pretty much, pretty much you kind of get a, a weird vibe from them or whatnot uh, until you, you know, either succumb to uh, their <laughs> advances and get personal training or you decide to uh, quit the gym or you just, you know, tell them to screw off or whatnot. But either way, a lot of times it's not really a comfortable situation with personal training. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I had a good time there. Like I said, I was there for 10 years. I mean, <laughs> I had really no reason that I w to, to leave there or to want to leave there. But the, the thing is that, you know, I've always been an entrepreneur. I've always been somebody that, you know, I, from shoveling driveways to mowing lawns to babysitting, you know, I was always somebody that always wanted to work even when I was like younger. I was always trying to figure out a way to like make some extra money for myself. Uh, so uh, you know, I started Valley Forge Fitness, which was a uh, outdoor fitness company. And that was an interesting thing. It was actually pretty fun. Uh, it's where I kind of cut my teeth at being outdoors all year round uh, with nobody with nobody to be accountable to me except for uh, my clients and for me to be no accountable to nobody except for my clients. So that was kind of cool. Uh, it was really tough. You know, it taught me some real toughness. Uh, it taught me accountability, dependability, you know what I'm saying? Like, because, you know, when you're out there, especially in the winter time, you know what I'm saying? It's dark. You don't want to leave your clients out there, you know, like, <laughs> wonder where you at, you know what I'm saying? And you don't want them just to be out there by themselves, you know, even if they're grown, grown men or whatnot, not to be sexist. or I don't want to sound like that. Uh, but, you know, you don't want to leave anybody out there, no matter who they are. So I always try to make it a point, even in the wintertime, to be out there, even when they said they weren't sure if they're going to be out there. And uh, that, you know, that taught me a lot about 
<laughs> you know, about, like I said, being somebody that can be trusted. <laughs> I messed up a lot of times too. So it bought me a lot of uh, social capital, so to speak. You know, a lot of people trusted me. A lot of people, even even though I messed up, they still believed in believed in me as an individual uh, that, you know, sometimes messes up, which is, uh, you know, because it's just good because people, if people believe you have good intent, they're more likely to accept your, your failures and your, your shortfalls and your down, your downcomings. I don't know if that's a word. <laughs> downcomings, downfalls, shortcomings. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, that's it. So yeah, people are more willing to accept that when you, uh, you know, when you really are genuinely a, a good person and you really try to do right by people. So that's how that went down. Uh, I was there and uh, that was the interesting, that's where kind of things were, uh, you know, they kind of started slowly taking that turn. Uh, when I started that business, when I started uh, Valley Forge Fitness shortly after that, uh, my friend that had got me into personal training, he started his own thing. Uh, but he actually bought a studio, so he was doing that for a little bit. He offered me to train with him. I decided uh, that I kind of wanted to go another route. Not that I didn't want to train with him and work with him. It just I felt like it was, I needed to kind of be my own person for a little bit and uh, figure out like you know my own identity because I had. I literally came out to this state to kind of figure out who I was as an individual. I always felt like I was in the shadow of somebody or something. So it was kind of my thing to reinvent myself here in, uh, in uh, Philadelphia slash Balakinwood, Pennsylvania now is where I am. That's a town of like, I think, 40,000 maybe. I don't know. But anyways, uh, I uh, decided that after a little while, I, mean, I was doing the the boot camp thing, you know, my own quote unquote business as well as uh, working at that gym. So I was doing both, you know, I was uh, running a company and working for a company. And eventually I just said to myself, it's like, hey, you know, Jerry, uh, you got to start making some moves. And it was like, oh, it was it was an interesting kind of part. I don't know what came first. One of those things that you, I, I wish you kind of had a podcast back then because I can look back or even had a diary or whatnot or a journal, whatever, you know, I, but I could say like what led to what, but I know all at the same time, you know, it was like probably about, well, it's eight years ago now. Uh, my mom had cancer and, you know, not too long after that, I met a met a girl. I thought that was going to be the girl of my dreams, and we had a, ended up having a, a, a my son, and that didn't work out so well. And then my grandma started getting sick, and uh, then she died, and you know, I was just like, yeah, I don't even know. And I, like, she was sick for a while before I actually started my company to run that back. Uh, so it was just like a lot of these things. My sister, like uh, my sister. Uh, my sister. Uh, my, it was just a lot of things. It was like, uh, all these things kind of happened at once, you know, between my, you know, my mom had cancer a little bit before then, but I was still kind of reeling from that. Cause she still had a lot of symptoms and she still does actually have a lot of symptoms from it, but uh, from the chemo. But like I said, my grandma was passing, my mom, my son was being born. So there's a lot of things in my mind. And I was just like, you know, Jerry, like you can do this kind of thing where you're, uh, you know, kind of halfway in and halfway out, you know, doing running your own business, but not really running your own business while you're still working for somebody and not really putting a lot into either, you know, like I was working for someone, but half the time I wouldn't like give myself the full opportunity to do it because, you know, in the back of my mind, I was trying to grow my business and there was, you know, clients I wouldn't take because I was trying to uh, make sure that I kept my spots open for boot camp and stuff. So I was, you know, kind of cutting 
shooting myself in, my, in, in the foot on both ends, you know, and then I couldn't be an entrepreneur because I needed to essentially depend on, on that steady income, you know? <laughs> so I was, in, I was in both places at the same time. But, it's, you know, at the end of the day, I was just like, you know, uh, I, I've done a lot. So I thought to myself, you know what, Jerry, you know, you can do this. You know, all you got to do is just like gut it out and really just really just try, you know? <laughs> so that's what I did. I told myself I'm going to do this. You know, I'm going to do it for grandma, do it for my son, do it for myself mostly, of course. And at the same time, when that kind of when that happened, when I made that switch, it was the most interesting thing in the world. And uh, I don't know if I have well, I have all the time in the world. This is my podcast, but I don't know if I want to bore you with the, the details, but this is interesting though. I mean, this is kind of like, uh, I don't know if you know what the fire festival is, but I was at the fire festival, believe it or not. I, yeah, yeah. Jerry Washington, some random dude that runs a fitness company in Bella Kenwood, a town of 40,000, was at the, it was at the fire festival. Yeah. I'm not a millionaire by any means, but I was kicking it with him. Like I was, yeah. <laughs> so like I said, I made this switch. So I'm that per I'm one of those people that like mentally has seen how this can happen. You mentally I mentally made the switch. Like I had totally had checked out. I mean, not checked out. But I started telling my clients. I was like, "Look, guys, there's there I feel I get this feeling that like I it, it's time for me to go." And you know, they said, "We support you, Jerry, and all that other good stuff." And I was like happy for him. And of course, they said that because who wants to hear their trainer? <laughs> you know, I look back and who wants to hear their trainer say, "I'm going to go." You know, I wouldn't want to hear my trainer say that. So I would say either, "No, don't go, Jerry," or I would say, "You know, we support you, you know." Go do your thing. <laughs> so uh, I give, I have all the love in the world for my uh, for my former clients as well over at that gym. But uh, to, to kind of give you the story here, I mean, like I said, this is a weird, a wild story, and you know, there's not very often that I kind of connect the dots into a complete story of how this whole general fitness company happened. But this is the uh, the complete story. <laughs> I haven't recorded the intro yet, so I'm not sure exactly what we're going to title this. But this, this is kind of how how it all went down. So, anyways, I had kind of more or less, like I said, started checking out, and I started just kind of thinking about what I was going to do about personal training somewhere else. You know, was I going to go to another gym? Was I going to start my own thing? Because you know, I had that opportunity as well. Somebody kind of wanted me to go help them start their own thing and you know they weren't really willing to pay me a lot and I thought I was worth more than that so that didn't work out and then uh, I went to another place that was looking for other trainers and I'd be like the head trainers there, trainer there but unfortunately they didn't want me there I don't know why that was but I don't think it would have worked out too well for me anyways there. It wasn't like, it wasn't kind of the clientele that normally gravitates towards me. So I started, you know, I, I had pretty much checked out. And then, you know, because I had checked out, right? Here we go again with that better to be lucky than good. Because I had checked out, I started looking into marketing, branding, and advertising, right? Because I wanted to see like, what it was, what it would take for me to, if I wanted to, start over again, right? So I started looking into that, looking into different ways I could market myself, brand myself, different ways that like 
just people would know me as a good trainer because that's essentially a lot of trainers are good trainers, right? There's a lot of good trainers out there, but not every good trainer has the ability to market themselves as a good trainer. So I was like looking for that, that leg up. I was looking for that edge and how I can market myself as a good trainer, uh, you know, effectively more or less. Right? So as that came along, this random client came out of nowhere, more or less. She, happens to be like you know she happens to be pretty well off and young so it was like whoa who are you right she's pretty well off pretty young and i'm like you know this is kind of cool this is interesting <laughs> i've never had this before and so i was intrigued so i tried to use like i used my skills <laughs> of, of marketing that i had just you know acquired from this research that i was doing you know you know like it was kind of timing, right? Better be lucky than good. I was thinking about leaving. I started doing a lot of research. It was almost like I was cramming for meeting this particular client. So this particular client absolutely adored me. And she was a great person in general. And I like to think that, you know, had I not done my research or whatnot, she still would have loved me. But I think that she would have loved me. She loved me more because of the fact that I learned some things about how to attract people in general, right? Let's just say people as in clients in general. Let's put it that way. That's probably a better way to put it rather than people. But I learned a way, you know, a good way to uh, attract clients and get the right people in front of me and the right people believing in me. And I've kind of done that for the most part before, but I, I really felt like I had was starting to hone it and fine tune it. I was turning the corner and rather than, you know, just getting a, casting a wide net, I could I could do a better job of like picking out exactly who I wanted to work with rather than having to, having to cast a wide net and figuring out exactly uh, what might work and what might not work based on trading my time uh, for possible, not even, a, <laughs> not even a guarantee, but for possible dollars. So anyways, we stay, we get to training, you know, she's having fun. We're having a good time. And this client of mine decides, decides that, like, it's just weird how this happened, but this thing called the Firefest. I have no interest in the Firefest at all. Let's put it this way. I didn't even know who half the bands were except for Blink-182. And, you know, she was really big on it. She said, hey, you know, Jerry, you should come with me to the Fire Festival. I'm like, what, what, what? You know, like, she's telling me all about this. And I'm like, the whole time, I don't believe it. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking like, this is bullshit. Whatever. You're, you're like, yeah, like what? She's like, yeah, I got a boat next to the Blink-182. We're going to be on a dock. And I'm just like, it doesn't even hit me that this is really happening, right? That she's really telling me about these things that like is real. Is, you know, I'm just, I don't even know. Like my mind didn't even comprehend being next to somebody that has a, fi a $50 million boat. You know what I'm saying? Like a $50 million boat just like right next to me. I'm like, what? So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's backtrack a little bit. So, I, you know, I, I, I decide when my client says that, hey, you know, Jerry, you should go with me. I decide that, you know what, in my head, it's just like, you know what, Jerry, this is the sign. And I don't know what it, what it was that told me that, but something just said, Jerry, this is your sign. You need to go. It's time for you to start. 
I don't know, right? It's it just weird. It was some kind of weird voice in my head. I don't even know if it was a weird voice. It was just a feeling. Maybe it was both. It was the universe essentially saying, Jerry, it's time. And so I told my boss at the time, and this is before I was going to take, take this trip. I told my boss at the time, I was like, hey, you know, um, this is just not working out for me. You know, I actually told him that I wanted it because I was, I was at the time I was hurting for cash because I had traveled back and forth to go see my grandma. And I was like, you know, I didn't have a lot. I didn't have a lot of money, but I was, com- was kind of comfortable. I was doing okay. You know, I was like a little bit more than pay to pay- paycheck to paycheck. Like I had like maybe a paycheck and a half saved. So if anything kind of, if any kind of disaster happened, I'd be okay. But I have to eat, you know, rice and beans for about a month to kind of recover for a while and maybe not do a few things that I like to do. So, like I said, grandma kind of put a drain on the bank account and like, you know, God rest her soul. I'm not blaming anything on her. If anything, I would say that it is her fault that I'm where I am right now and being and doing what I am right now because of you know, the, the timing of everything. But anyway, so, you know, I kind of drained my bank account. So I talked to the boss. I asked him like, hey, you know, is there any way I can get a raise? And he's like, hey, Jerry, you know, like you're one of the best here. You know, I'm going to just be frank with you, but there's just no way I can give you more money than I'm giving you. You know, it's a certain percentage of like what, you know, it just is what it is. Like we agreed upon a certain percentage and like to take more of a percentage would really start cutting into like my personal finances. And he's like, you know, as much as I love you, I can't do that. And I was like, you know, I totally understand. And I asked him, you know, maybe in other ways we can figure something out. And it just didn't work out. And I totally understand both ways. You know, like, like I said, these, these people were like great people taught me absolutely, absolutely everything I know about customer service and dealing with people and just about you know, really running a business the proper way. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think had I not spent those 10 years in, with, the, with those people, would I think about half the things that I think about right now in, in terms of like staying, staying open, staying afloat, being flexible and just uh, running a, a, a tight ship for the most part, right? Uh, I, uh, I, you know, I pretty much said my goodbyes. I lived when I, you know, I told my, my boss that, you know, I'm going to go. I pretty much told most of my clients that I am going to be quitting more or less. I kind of didn't do it as well as I could have, but you know, it was just like, it was a time where a lot of things were going on in my mind and I probably could have did it better, but and I, I apologize to my clients. If any, my old clients, if any of them are listening to my podcast and, uh, have any ill feelings towards me i'm sorry it's just you know you have to understand that there's a lot of things in my mind and maybe i wasn't in my right mind but you know sometimes these things happen and like you have to just follow your instincts and sometimes your instincts maybe might get some people upset but you got to do what's right for you so anyways I, I ended up leaving. Yeah, I went to the, this, like the, if you're not familiar with how the fire festival went down, it's probably one of the most historic festival events in history. Yeah, not because it was a great festival, not because it was, uh, it had the greatest artists, not because it was iconic in any certain sort of way, uh, that was a positive way, but it was in fact, because, uh, it left the, probably the richest top 10%, uh, top 1%, let's say top of the world, (laughs) they went to this concert or this festival because it was catered to these type of people. It was catered catered to, like, let's put it for, just just to give you uh, an idea of how this is going down, minimum, minimum, and this is why I just, like, didn't even think about, like, what, 
uh, it just blew my mind. It's just like outside of my realm of imagination at the time. $15,000 was a minimum ticket. And like, I just even like $15,000 was just a number to me, right? Like I had no idea what $15,000 was in terms of like what it means to spend $15,000 on a trip. (laughs) That's just not my, not in my vernacular, so to speak. So anyways, I'm getting, so I'm getting taken down now, right? We're, uh, I, I leave my job and now it's time for me to have the best time of my life. And man, did I. <laughs> I can't tell you about all the things I did down there because they happen on, on uh, international waters. So yeah, <laughs> whatever happens in Bahamas stays in the Bahamas. But yeah, I did some pretty, some things that I probably would. Uh... Anyways, I did some fun things. Let's put it that way and <laughs> leave it at that. So I was in the Bahamas. I got to riding around in a Bentley, got to riding around in a Lamborghini. This was in the Bahamas. This was in Miami. By the way, in Miami, we stayed in the same hotel at hotel room, excuse me, not even hotel, but same hotel as Rihanna, hotel room as Rihanna. And that room was definitely swanky enough to have had her in there. That was a ridiculously crazy. I mean, the hotel had live butterflies growing there. It was crazy. Uh, they had Victoria's Secret models. Like they were just, they were just there. It was crazy. Anyways, doing my thing, enjoying life, loving life. Doing the fire festival, fire festival ends up not happening. Again, better to be lucky than good. I didn't know any of those daggone groups, anyways. I didn't really want to go there for the for the concert. I just wanted to go there to be in the Bahamas, and I was trying to figure out a way that I could make it happen where I could not go to the concert and still figure out some swim time and not be like a jerk that was just like dissing everybody. And lo, lo and behold, the whole concert gets canceled. So what do I do? I have the best Bahama vacation I've ever had. Went water skiing, jet skiing, went all over the island. She's been to places that I probably would never, ever go again. Petted some wild pigs. Wow. That's what happened. 